drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Touch, touch, touchdown, Detroit Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. Drink it in, man. We are back here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, coming to you always talking Detroit Lions football and serving up that Kool-Aid and a double side of that hot pipe and cornbread. Cornbread! Cornbread! Everybody, this is normally the week when I have Joey Christopoulos from the Believe Podcasting Network on, but... I knew Joey had kind of a real busy summer, especially here in July, so I hit him up a couple of days ago, and I was like, hey, man, if you if you need to take a, a day and, and do your thing, uh, you know, I'll catch you before training camps get going, he said that would really help him out. So I'm going to go solo here on the show, and normally I do a better job at promoting this. I kind of like a few weeks before let you guys know. I plan it all out, but literally just a day or two ago, I was like, you know what I need to do? I, I need to I need to do some Dollars Make Sense. The Dollars Make Sense series. We've got to talk about that money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> you guys know for the last couple years I've uh, been doing this series where we kind of walk through, usually do a couple position groups at a time. And uh, dig into these contracts, the numbers, how it impacts the team, things like that. So I'm just going to dive right into it. Today I want to do quarterbacks. And then I was like, who, who's the quarterback of the defense? Normally, you normally think middle linebacker, you know, that captain of the defense. I really think the safeties are kind of the captains of this Detroit Lions defense. They like to play a lot of three safeties. They also like to kind of use those guys to dictate what the two layers in front of them are doing. So I'll look at those guys as kind of the quarterbacks of this defense. So we're going to do quarterbacks and safeties. But before we get into those positions, I want to tell you about the Lions kind of overall cap situation in general. So when I was looking at it, again, I'm going to try to give you guys this both in detail, but in broad strokes as well. I'm not going to bore you to death, but I'm also not going to go too general. So when we look at it, where they sit right now, based on overthecap.com, they've got about $9.7 million in cap space. They have 90 active contracts on the books right now, which equates to $187 million in cap spending. They do have $20 million in dead money. And when you kind of project that forward and look at it, like when you get over to 20, in 2022, that puts the Lions, I mean, they have 9 million, 9.7 available. You know, based on what I'm seeing here on the site, the Browns have 42 million in space. 
and they have a good football team. The Panthers have 25 million. The Bears have 23. I mean, that just doesn't seem right to me, but you got to go by these numbers. I mean, what is showing here? So the Lions are actually in the bottom third right now in regards to cap space. I do like their overall cap situation. When you go to 2023, you know, you're obviously projecting this forward and kind of looking at what they will have in general. You know, moving forward next year, they got about 50 guys that are already on the books. Now, that can obviously change with cuts and uh, bringing new people in, um, things like that. But 50 on the books right now, you know, about $11.4 million in space. Um, their overall cap situation is at 200 and $13 million in commitment. So this must be kind of projecting that with the cap going up, uh, again, these new TV deals, you will probably see the cap jump $10 million or so a year at minimum, I would assume, as we kind of get going. Um, maybe even not this next year, but the year after, it's going to take some sustan- substantial leaps forward. And, I mean, the Lions don't have, when when you're talking about dead cap, you know, in 2023, I mean, they got nothing. They got, you know, very minimal. I, it's, it's, it doesn't even look like it's a million dollars in total. Now we'll get into how that could be increased and who could be cut and how that number could go up a bit, but they're in a really nice situation in regards to dead cap. You move to 2024, you know, the Lions, uh, again, 2024, you're not going to have as many people on the books. They only have 35 contracts committed so that gives them 115 million in space over the next couple years to fill that up with draft picks free agents re-signing of their own guys things like that Um, actually works out to be about 103 when you actually do what's real cap space versus what's just you know out there in general and gosh they, they, they have zero dead cap as of now so I, I I feel like the Lions are in the bottom third now in regards to space, but they have a pretty full team with 90 people under contract. They feel pretty good about their roster. Next year, you know, they're kind of in the middle of the pack, um, basically dead middle it kind of appears in regards to space versus, you know, what they'll be doing. And in 2024, you know, they creep up even a little bit better. It's just in a nice situation as long as they continue to sign the right guys and cut the right people at the right time and do everything right. So uh, drink that in, everybody. Drink it in, man. That's their overall cap situation. I think, you know, when we look at it before we move on to the quarterbacks, you know, the Lions for years and years, who really got screwed with all those huge rookie contracts, Matt Stafford and Dominican Sue, 81 at wide receiver. You know, these guys, regardless of what they did on the field, they were never going to equate the contracts they got. I mean, these were, these were 75 million guaranteed as rookies before they did anything. You know, now a top rookie is only guaranteed, you know, 25 or 30, I believe it is. So, it's the landscapes changed the lions you know had all those top picks all those big deals that were f- basically fully guaranteed now you know they've been able to let go of a lot of the players that the former regime brought in you know called well reverend 
Jim Caldwell had a really veteran team, so a lot of those guys are off the books at this point. And they're in a really nice situation, I think, because a lot of their guys that are going to be paid are currently just getting going on rookie deals. So you've got that four or five year span. The guys that they wanted to keep around, they basically already paid except for T. J. Hawkinson. Um, you know, we, and they're going to have a decision to make with Swift and guys like that, some guys on the defense here and there, but I don't see any real big break the bank guys. And you say, well, that's not good. You want to have those guys that you got to pay the ultra max contracts to. You do if it's a quarterback. Other than that, you'd love to have young cats on rookie deals and guys that can, you know, be good for your football team, but that you don't have to pay the ultimate price for because it's hard to field a football team after you have two, three, four, five, whatever it is, guys making top of their position. I mean, you need to be able to fill out a full roster with guys behind them, depth, as I always talk about, it's very important. So I think with them paying Romeo, with them paying some of the guys that did well this past year, you look at Charles Harris and Tracy Walker, those are beautiful contracts. We'll get to Tracy today, um, talk about Charles another time. I mean, those are going to look real good over time if those guys continue to play at a quality level. And will the Lions pay a running back? You know, will they pay some of these other positions or will they focus on defensive line, offensive line, uh, quarterback? You know, you are going to have decisions to make eventually. They've already paid Frank Rag now. He's set, you know. Penny Sewell's four years away from um, necessarily getting paid. Three at a minimum. You know, you've got uh, you got a lot of good things going for this football team. So without, you know, wasting any more time, that's the overall cap situation. I think it looks good. I think it could only get better. And hopefully, if they maneuver properly, they can add continue to add premier chips in the draft. But a big-time free agent here or there would be nice if they have the money and it, and it equates, uh, makes sense. So let's go ahead and let's get into these quarterbacks. And one thing you guys know I don't do here on the Kool-Aid cast, why, why mess around? Why tease you till the end of the show? Why not get into it right now? And that's the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, number 16, Jared Goff. You guys have heard me talk about him on the show. You've heard at Chops in the D come on the show. Talk about his love for Jared Goff. How Jared Goff's going to tear it up this year. How Jared Goff's only 27. How Jared Goff is just going to play incredible and he's the guy for the Lions. You've heard me say that, you know, based on what I saw last year in a Lions uniform, that, you know, there were times, multiple times, where I had to say, he can't throw. He's throwing wobbly ducks. He's throwing just off target passes. Did he get it going late in the year? Yes. Do I root for him? Yes. Do I often say on Twitter, you guys can find me at Derek Oakry, that I hope he plays well? Yes, I do. So let's look at his contract. We don't need to get into all those old funny gimmicks here on the show. Let's look at the numbers. And the big number I look at with Jared Goff is $31.5 million as kind of his cap number here in 2022. 
that's a hefty number. You you know that now in sports, the National Football League is paying 40, 45, nearly $50 million for a quarterback, which, yes, the cap's going up. Yes, it's the most important position, but it's just crazy numbers, you know, when other premier guys, especially guys that are drafted, are making like 1.1, 2.5, you know, and, you, and your quarterback's making 50. I mean, it just seems a little out of whack if you ask me, but 31.5 for Jared Goff to me is an overpay because of his general play on the football field. Now, if he takes a big leap forward this year, that number can look like a bargain because he is under contract for 2022, 2023, and 2024. And the number doesn't move much. It's basically the same basically the same number for the next three years, which is the good part when you sign a guy all the way back in when they do this big deal for him. I think it was, you know, 2020. So when you when you do a deal in 2020 and it runs for the next four or five years, you're you're gonna want that you know those bonuses and things are all spread out so the number isn't gonna get crazy. Now from Jared Goff's perspective, he's thinking if I can have a big year this year, I can get an extension, I can get paid. I feel like the Lions, if he paid well, there's no reason they wouldn't just roll with him in 2023 at that same number, 30 million basically. Now, when you look at the breakdown, his base salary is 10.6 this year, but he has a $15.5 million roster bonus. And he did a restructure, which is another five on that, which gets you that number. And then the, there's there's no way you cut him or get rid of him or anything because it's $41.15 million in dead cap. I mean, the Lions can't survive with that kind of thing. And then when you break it down even further, it's 26.15 in yearly cash. Um, so there's a little bit of a difference there between that and where his cap hit is, you know, those are all kind of counting measures that I, I don't know all the details. in. now here's the thing with golf 2023, there's a potential out which would make his overall deal, if you get out at that point, four years, $108 million with only a $10 million cap hit. So if he's just horrible this year, if he's throwing wobbly ducks, if he can't perform on the biggest stage and make plays with these playmakers, you can get out for $10 bucks dead cap only. You know, even when we traded Stafford, what was it, 20-some, right? So it's half of that. And you can move on to rookie, free agent, whatever you want to do at that point. So there is that option. Now, if you want to just roll with it, you know, and again, he can say, you know, I, I want this new deal. Unless he really, really balls out, I don't know why you give him new money with two years left. I would just roll with it 2023, 2024. Those, those cap numbers are 30.65, 31.65, you know, same type of uh, cash yearly 25 26 million so and you look at the guy's age you know choppy's right 27 last year going to be 28 into this year 29 30 those are nice age numbers for jared goff with that price point you know a guy like me that does like to you know contracts that didn't positions matter so if you got a defensive end on a rookie contract that balls up that really helps your team 
because if you in a few years you're gonna have to pay him 20 million to stay right so the quarterback position if you can get really good quarterback play for around 30 million on average for the next two to three seasons that's where I could see Jared Goff staying around as he can justify that amount and if he can play good football and when, and and at 30 like 30 million like I say to me top 12 type quarterback play is what you're looking for and there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league so he would really have to take a leap forward this year he can't be like eh, he can't be below average he can't even be like middle of the road and losing us all these tight games he'd have to be above that to have me uh, bring him back in 2023-2024. So that's where Jared Goff is at. Obviously, I've said on here that he is the most important player on this football team. He's the most pivotal. He's got the biggest question marks. He's got, in some ways, the biggest upside based on what he's done in the past, what he has around them now, all those things to be considered. So I'm just going to be targeting 16 all day long on this podcast until I know what I have there. And hopefully he plays incredible. He doesn't. I kind of like that $10 million out after this year. Go get our rookie, use our draft pick ca- draft capital, and make some things happen, as we know Brad Holmes has been known to do. So let's rumble through these next couple before we get to safeties. Tim Boyle. Everyone's favorite quarterback that wears a bonnet on the top of his head and is kind of a uh, a nerd, if you ask me. But some people love this guy. I know others just say they don't understand why he's a NFL backup. Didn't really show me anything last year with his play on the field, but we're talking dollars and cents. They brought this guy back for 2022. He's 28 years old. He only has a base salary of $1.2 million. Signing bonus is 750k, equals of a cap hit of about two million. Uh, yearly cash two million. So that's the one thing. This is the one thing Tim Boyle really has going for him at this point is his contract. I mean, a a two million flat backup quarterback that your coaches seem to enjoy. That's nothing. I mean, there's backups in this league that make five, six, seven, eight, ten million dollars, right? So. $2 million for Tim Boyle does feel appropriate. Now, could I give that same $2 million to almost anybody else that I feel like could be a better quarterback? Yeah, I think I could. But these coaches seem to like him. You know, there's a bunch of excitement about what he could do coming from the Cheddarheads over there in Green Bay, but I really didn't see it. I mean, a few plays here or there, same with this guy, David Blau. I mean... This guy, yeah, he'll have a flash every now and again too, but it's nothing worth necessarily keeping around or acting like this is some, you know, great player or he's going to come in and win you ball games if there's an injury. Neither of these guys are going to do that, but David Blau is even more of a bargain, you know, 965k base, $55,000 signing bonus. Got a roster bonus, a workout bonus in there. 1.15 cap hit um you're basically playing 1.15 for a good dude and a guy that probably enjoys being in the quarterback room watching tape all day you know that's basically what you're getting there david blau came out i mean what bob quinn traded like a fifth and what did he trade multiple picks i know it was at least a fifth rounder for this guy i mean 
other than him being a great dude and having an awesome wife who's an Olympian, I don't have anything else great to say about David Blah. I don't think he can win for you if he if he, you're in a pinch. I don't think he should be the backup. But you got these guys under deals. You signed them back for a reason. I'd assume they're here. I don't know that it does the Lions any good to all of a sudden dump these guys and then go say, oh, let's go get him. Let's go get uh, some other free agent or some other bum off the street. Like, then he's got to learn your system. Then he's got to fit in with Jared Goff. These guys already probably tell Jared Goff how good he is every day. They watch tape. They they take notes for him. And hopefully it'll work out better when it comes to victories. If 16 can throw and can make plays this year. So 31.5, another 3 million, let's say in the backups, you're looking at about $35 million in that range wrapped up in your quarterback position. That's not terrible. I mean, that's, that's doable because it is very important position. So hopefully Goff can outplay his contract. Hopefully oil and blow can live up to their deals which isn't saying much so everybody let's take a quick break get our great sponsors in here and we come back we're talking safeties and we'll wrap up this first edition of dollars makes sense be right back Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You can put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, Kool-Aid drinkers? Drink it in, man. We're back from the break. 
as I always say, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Now, I want to take a quick tangent before I get to the safeties. You guys heard me a few weeks ago, you know, say, you know, we had we had some some listeners and people, oh, you got to get on YouTube. You got to throw this up on YouTube. So the last few weeks I've thrown it up on YouTube. Again, we're not really I'm not really set up for the whole video pod right now. I'm not my thing. I'm always working on other stuff and doing different things while we have our guests on the show. So eventually I could maybe get to that point. But I need more Kool-Aid drinkers to hit that subscribe button and go check it out because right away, you know, uh, all you diehards got on there and, and, and hit that hit that button. We had lots of good views. I think that's up to like three, four hundred views, whatever it is, uh, just getting started. But I, it's got to keep trending up because, uh, you know, there's been, you know, YouTube's a whole different animal. You got, uh, I think we played the Hogan music and it got a copyright claim. And then you got, you got to get up to a hundred plus subscribers before you can get ads and things going on there. So I'd really need you guys to support that if you want me to keep doing it. And like I said, if it gets a whole bunch more subscribers and it gets a whole bunch more views, I'm not opposed, especially once the season gets going, to jumping on here, showing my face, doing some live reactions, doing some creative shows. But if it doesn't, you know, I've always enjoyed the podcast side of it more where we give you that content consistently once a week now, looking to do the double dip shows, if not more, once the season gets rolling because I'm really excited about this Lions season. But if YouTube's a great way for you to watch it, and you enjoy it there and and you want it up you know let me know on twitter at Derek okri that's spelled d-e-r-e-k-o-k-r-i-e tell me you love it tell me you're going to tell more people about it so we can really get it rolling um again i'm a one-man show basically on the promotion side so that's why you guys see me put the pod out a whole bunch of times on twitter share it on facebook linkedin you know spotify um, instagram all the things i do but I can only do that with the time I have available. So to put YouTube, it is quite a bit more time to get that thing rolling and get it up there and share that all week as well. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, it could stay around. It could grow. I know just like the pod, you know, we started out really, really slow, really small. And here after a few years of doing it, you know, tons and tons of Kool-Aid drinkers out there. I mean, the people are incredible and the people consist of the millions you guys know who you are i've been talking to a few of you that you want to jump on the kool-aid cast hotline and do a pod we'll definitely try to do that when chops comes back on or when we have some more open time but i'm definitely gonna try to get into this um dollars make sense series for the next few weeks get through the different positions um, talk about the money on this football team and how this roster is being built from a salary perspective as well as who these players are who's who's worth the money who's not who could be cut who who's a guy that needs to stay around based on his play on the field and the money he's making in his contract so we'll get into all that but I just wanted to talk a little bit about the YouTube as well as the different things I try to do with the limited time I have and if you guys want me to do more, you, you got to show up, support, shout me out on Twitter. Tell me what you're looking for. I'll try to do my best with it, um, with what I can do. So let, let's go ahead and get to the safeties. This should be interesting because, as you guys know, for the last, gosh, ever since GQ got up out of here, man, it feels like the Lions' safeties have been rough. 
I mean, Tracy Walker came in and had a nice first year and a half or so, and then he was struggling when it came to intercepting the football, making a lot of you know tackles down the field, things like that. Will Harris has obviously been a big disappointment from where he was drafted in the third round, as well as what he's done, which is getting burnt, uh, toasted, roasted, and extra crispy all over the football field. And, uh, um, gosh, they've just been a lot of journeymen behind them, you know, special teams guys, this, that, and the third. But it's like, definitely need some ball hawks. You need some leaders. You need some dogs. D-A-W-G-S back there. And I just feel like they've been lacking lacking from a safety perspective in regards to impact. But also just, they just haven't been making the sound plays. I mean, they really haven't. So, you know, they they brought Tracy back. You know, everyone was, is Tracy going to stay? What's his contract going to look like? They, the coaching staff seems to love him. They, like, think he's a cornerstone. They think this guy can really come along. I mean, Tracy Walker heading into the 2022 season is 27 years old. He got paid a three-year, $25 million deal. Got about a $7 million signing bonus on that bad boy. And this is how it breaks down. I mean, in 2022, he's only making one point. Um, 1.1, 1.0 million in base. He got a signing bonus at 2.3 this year. That makes his cap hit only around 3.3. If you were to move on from him or, you know, 16 million in dead cap. So that's, that's a non-issue. $8 million in in yearly cash, what he equates to uh, on the books. So that's very, I mean, across the board, very inexpensive. You know, when you see that number three for 25, you do the math, you're thinking seven, eight million per. I mean, this first year, I mean, he's he's not even a 3.5 on the cap. So they definitely did that to try to fix some other guys in. I do think the Lions realize that this is a big year to play better, get people excited, put up some W's. Um, you can't have another, you know, a year like they had last year, that's for sure. So in 2023, you know, when he's 28, it bumps up quite a bit. So you get a base of 8.9 at that point. You get a signing bonus again, a 2.3. That gets you up to an $11 million cap hit. So he's locked in basically for those two years, you know, and they kind of even themselves out. A cheap year this year, a little bit more expensive next year. Kind of works out to be... Um, you know, put those numbers together. You're looking at nine plus. You're looking about ten million over two years, kind of in general money um, or, or in base. If you do his cap hit, you know you're at fourteen. So you know seven per, kind of in that range. So five on the on the base salary for two years, seven on his cap hit for two years, and there's a potential out in 2024. So so let's say Tracy Walker just doesn't work out like. He's got the athletic traits. He's got the arm length. He's got the ability to do it. He wants to. He says, you know, he, he he wants to win here. He loves it here. He's very open in the media, all that kind of stuff. That's all great. But if Tracy doesn't ball, if he doesn't create impact plays or become the captain top leader of the quarterbacks of the defense, which I'm calling these safeties, I could see the Lions getting out in 2024 and saying, hey, it just didn't work, right? 
But if Tracy balls, he's he's under contract for 2024 at 29, and again that cap that base is around eight million bucks. Same signing bonus he's had every year. Cap hit at that point is ten million bucks basically, and you know his dead cap is at um is at 2.3. That's the thing too. If they get out after two years, it's only a 2.3 dead cap. So, you know, they got to free out basically or keep him around and basically pay him the same in 2024 as you did in 2023. Again, we're talking dollars and cents here, but I really hope it works out. I really do. Like, I think if you look at that contract, the way it's structured, there's some there's some good protections for the team. Obviously got Tracy some nice money. I think he's a great guy. I think that. He could really outperform that contract, to be honest, especially when you look at other safeties that are really, really getting pizzed. Um, you know, he could be making, you know, five, six, seven on the books when other guys are making 15, you know, especially in that second or third year when these contracts continue to go crazy. I could see him being a real bargain, but he's really going to have to step his game up in some different areas. So we will see how that works out. Let's. Let's go to the other side of the coin. I was going to go to Deshaun Elliott, the guy they brought in, but let's go to Will Harris. Let's look at what he's paid. Let's look at what it's left, what they could do with Will Harris. I know most of you are probably saying, but he's playing corner now. I mean, the guy's still listed as a safety. He hasn't played corner more than a couple games, so holy, take it easy. I mean, his rookie deal was a four-year $3.7 million deal. Again, that's the reason that rookie contracts are so great. They took him in the mid third round, basically, I believe it was, and he makes less than a million bucks a year across the board. In 2022, I mean, back when he was drafted, he makes 495k and 675k those first two years. I mean, that's when you should be getting great things out of a third round player. Will Harris gave us the opposite of great things. Now in 2022, he makes $2.5 million as a base salary. He has a few signing and workout bonuses. Gets him up to a 2.7 cap hit. Um, and no dead cap, basically. So, you know... <laughs> I, I'm looking at that number again because I had looked at it before and I was like, ah, you know, Will Harris, he's here. He doesn't cost a ton. He doesn't cost a ton as a player, but $2.7 million cap it for Will Harris. If he doesn't play well in camp and there's no dead cap and they can find a better option, I think he'd probably just move on from this player. I mean, if he really shows out as a corner, he's a $2 million corner. Okay, but... <laughs> Just looking at that number, I'm like, man, I probably could get a nice vet for two, three million bucks, you know, to play safety or or corner, instead of hoping that Will Harris goes from horrible to incredible, right? So keep him on the watch list for a, you know, camp casualty, but also a guy that at 26, 27 years old. You know, we could definitely use him this year with his athleticism, but does he have the instincts, as Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated All Lions said when he was on the show with me, or does he just not see it, doesn't get it, 
isn't consistent enough, whether it's corner, back end safety, whatever it may be. I'm hoping if they put him at corner and say guard the guy in front of you and don't put him against speed demons or guys that are cut you up route running because we've already seen that any type of route he gets worked on, whether it's yak routes or overs or – I mean he just can't keep up, right? He just – he he bites on the different moves. He gets, he gets burnt with speed. So, I mean maybe they can put him on those two, three – type wide outs or maybe the tight ends the bigger players maybe could do some things but I don't have high hopes for Will Harris and yes you can go back in the archives and listen to me say Will Harris gonna be the captain on this defense he's he's got great mentality I love I love what this kid does man I heard his interviews he's great yeah that didn't work out that's happened multiple times on the show where I'm serving up Kool-Aid drink it in and it doesn't work the player doesn't ball out but I'm hoping this guy is the opposite because this guy said the Lions should sign way before they signed him. I was tweeted it out. You can go find that as well. Man, go sign Deshaun Elliott. This guy's 25 years old. He's a hard hitter. He's a physical presence. He can make plays. He's with Baltimore. I love anybody from Baltimore. Sure enough, Brad Holmes must follow me on Twitter. Saw that. So let's go get to Sean Elliott. 25. Gave him a base salary of only $965,000. Small signing bonus. 135000 And cap hit of 1.1. That's basically like the, the vet minimum. This guy's a young vet. Love this signing. I see this guy definitely outperforming. That amount, I could see him staying around Detroit, signing an extension, being here for two, three, four years. I like this guy a lot. Now, he's got some things to clean up on the field. He obviously is going to have a bigger role maybe than he's had in the past. But I think he'll relish that role. I could see him and Tracy being those day one safeties. Let the rookies, let some of these depth guys come along a little bit. Um, Really like Deshaun Elliott a lot. Speaking of rookies, let's go to Kirby. Kirby Joseph, rookie contract, signed him in the late third round. Let's look at why rookies are so awesome again. Four years, $5.04 million. Again, that's not 5.04 per year. That's 5.04 for four seasons of, of play on the football field. Absolutely incredible that these guys play such a violent game, such a big-time um, just physical football game, and they make that kind of money as a rookie that we think Kirby can play. We think he's going to be starting before you know it. He's going to be picking the ball off. He's incredible in the locker room. This guy's 21 years old right now. During the 2022 season, he'll be turning 22. He's going to make 705000 this season. He has a very small signing bonus of 212000 It's probably not small to Kirby because that's like a quarter of his base. Um, it doesn't even equal a million dollars in cap hit for Kirby. you got to love that. The numbers stay about the same. You know, they gradually go up. Go up. I mean, before we didn't have to pay Kirby or think about it, he'd have to play two, three good seasons, and by his final year, he's still base salary of 1.35, a cap hit of 1.6. I mean, incredible. I hope this guy plays great. I love him personally. I think he's maybe a better, funnier human than Tracy. I love that he can go get the football. Took him 97th overall. I can see Deshaun Elliott 
Tracy Walker and Kirby Joseph being fun safeties for this team moving forward. And the coaches seem to love this guy, which is great too. So those are the top, you know, three guys. And, and if you want to throw Will Harris in there, you can. Um, again, I'm obviously tempered. I hope he plays great, but I'm just not counting on it. Then you work your way down the list of some of the depth guys. You got Bobby Price. You got Juju Hughes. Juju Hughes. And you've got Brady Breeze. I mean, we've got two guys on the all-name team right there. Bobby Price showed me some things uh, at, in flashes, but... You know, they all make basically the same amount of money, 895k uh, somewhere in that range. Juju Hughes is the guy that I would say to watch out for. I remember him having some draft pedigree. It's a guy that I like a little bit. Um, You know, I, I think he was with... Who was Juju Hughes with? I think he was with the Rams. He was out with the Rams, I believe. Just kind of always bottom of the roster, practice squad type player, but... Um, had a few flashes, I believe, and I could see him as a young de- depth safety. Let's look at how, how old Juju Hughes is. I don't think he's very old at all. Probably like 23, 24, somewhere in that range. Um, I can get that to pull up here while we're chatting, but um, that'd be the name I'd look out for. And then and then when you look around, they, they got the old vet, C.J. Moore. I mean, you're talking about these crazy contracts for Kirby and whatnot. Yep, 23, going to be 24 pretty, heading into the season for Juju Hughes. So another young guy. I mean, don't try to say Juju Hughes like four times or three times fast because it's, it's a tough one to get off. But Juju um, hopefully plays real well for this team. I, I would like that, but I don't, I'm don't. i not going to you know hold him up to it. Brady Breeze, they, they seem to like him. They plucked him off a of practice squad and... You know, they're keeping him around a little bit. So, you know, I'd only think one of those guys out of that three-man bunch makes it. But C.J. Moore, we're talking about, you know, Tracy's numbers and Deshaun Elliott, Kirby. C.J. Moore is like the top paid safety basically on this team after Tracy. 1.75. You know, they brought him back this year. Um, You know, he's just basically a special team player. He's 27. He's got a cap hit of nearly $2 million dead cap of nearly a million so i don't know this this guy feels like a guy they can move on from if kirby and juju and and breeze and you know elliot all these guys come along but they seem to really like this guy seems like a real no-nonsense player and a guy that is a great player on special teams for you and just kind of that no-nonsense you know he's always going to do everything right type of player you'd obviously love to beef up the overall athleticism and whatnot and playmaking but dj moore is much more of a be in the right spot make the tackles know his assignment type player if you ask me and that's that's kind of a big number in my opinion 1.75 we'll see if he sticks around or if they end up moving on or being able to find a better replacement for cj moore but that's kind of where they're at with the safeties i mean Godwin Igwe Buke was a safety and he's a running back. I mean, I can't see him going back to the safety position. So it feels like the Lions need another body there, another guy that can be counted on. Because if you take Will Harris out of the mix or put him in the mix of can't be counted on, you've got you've got Tracy up the top, you've got Elliott next to him, you've got Kirby learning behind them. And then a bunch of big-time question marks. You know, one injury really puts you in a bad spot. 
in regards to safety. So the Lions might want to take some of that nine million bucks they found or they still have left and see if they can find a bargain veteran that we know can play, that we know is, you know, going to be able to play at the NFL level. Or do they? Because what about Iffy? Iffy Melifonwu, you guys heard me talk about him a couple weeks ago, I believe it was. They're cross-training this guy at safety. We saw some things we liked at corner. He's a big body, man. What's what's Iffy? Like 6'2", somewhere in that range. You know, pretty pretty thick guy. They feel like they want to use him as a, as a matchup piece, a chess piece, if you will. A matchup nightmare against tight ends, big slots, players like that. So is Iffy a better corner for this team or a safety? I mean, I think the Lions really need to be better at corner. They really need to be able to cover people. But as I mentioned off the top, they're really struggling at safety as well. So I don't know. I feel like Iffy is going to feel more like a safety more the, the more time goes on because – that's usually the guy you drop down in the slot to play the bigger slot wide receivers, to play the tight ends that have some ability, um, even cover running backs out of the backfield. So I think if he's a little bit more suited for that role rather than being a two, three, four outside corner, in my opinion. So I, I'm, I'm not going to limp his dollar or lump his dollars into the mix right now. We'll talk about him with the corners because that's where he's listed right now. But if he is a definitely a wild card on the football field, uh, based on his salary, based on his position, he's a big time wild card for this team, and I really hope he plays well. Because I think that kid showed me enough last year, despite his injuries, that I think he's going to be a nice player, and he's a guy that's forgotten about a lot. You know, people was a a third rounder that people forgot, you know, last year because he wasn't on the field much, but he comes back well. Mr. Kuda, you got some of these safeties playing well. You got Jared Goff being able to throw. Um, it could be really, really fun for the Detroit Lions. So, everybody, that's what I got for this week. And keep the series going. We're also going to have our guests mixed in. I think Chops is next week coming off the holiday. So, we'll see if he shows up. We'll see if he makes time for the pod. Hopefully, he will. We always have fun when he comes on. But uh, we'll mix our guests in. We'll do more dollars. Makes sense. We got the corners and the safeties out of the way. And I'll catch you guys next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man.